Welcome to the Sunday Service Podcast of First Universalist Church, a Unitarian Universalist congregation located in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are a radically welcoming and progressive religious community, deeply committed to love, justice, spiritual growth, and living out our values in the world. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Good morning, First Universalists! Woo! That's all we can do is shout and be joyful today. What a day this is, a day that we did not think would come, a day that we have been looking forward to, a day still filled with lots of emotions, but we are a community of communities and we are glad to be in this space today. We are a community in many locations today. There are some of us in rooms throughout the building with young ones. There are some of us online. There are some of us in coffee shops. There are some of us riding their bikes and listening to the service. And there are some who are home at their kitchen tables. We welcome all of you this morning. We welcome you with eye smiles. You ever turn to your neighbor and give them a good eye smile. There you go, a good eye smile. And we're also welcoming our neighbor with the buoyancy of our spirits. Everybody look a little buoyant. Come on now, there we go, oh, look at that. Oh, that looks good, buoyancy of our spirits. You are welcome here if you are visiting for the first time as well because our universalist faith by the nature of the word universalist is broad, it is deep, and it is big, and it is able to welcome everyone authentically as you are in this here and now of this moment. That's good news, right? We extend this without reservation. We extend this welcome without condition or dogma or creed. We extend this invitation as members of the human community. And we are glad you are here. We're also involved in this experiment, this movement, this gesture called a religious or spiritual impulse. We're involved in this endeavor because we believe deeply within our bodies, our minds, and our souls that justice that fairness and goodness is capable of extending from one community to another. No matter how long it takes, no matter how difficult it is, we're going to keep working. Aren't we a first universalist? All right. Now today, as we regroup in this physical space, reminding you too that if you're in households, remain within your households about three feet apart. We also remind you that you must remain masked, except if you're up here at the pulpit speaking, which is very few of you doing. And somebody's raising their hand back there. What? Oh, good. And it feels so good. Reunite. 
Okay, that's that soul stuff from the 70s. Let me stop here. Okay. Now we're going to have Will. Let's hear for Will and Alice to light our chalice and lead us into our covenant. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth and love, and to help one another. Good morning. Good morning. I have a tradition in, in my body from the churches of my childhood. Uh, when you say good morning, you say it like you mean it. And uh, you say it like you're having a good morning. If you are having a good morning, you say good morning. And if you are not having a good morning yet, it becomes a profession of faith that a good morning is on the way. Good morning. It's wonderful to see you. It's wonderful to be connected together again. And let me just confess out loud from the beginning, I, Reverend Karen, I want to be you when I grow up. Yeah. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Will. I offer a story about my grandfather, who had an enormously long arm on this side and an enormously long arm on this side. And they, those two enormously long arms were beaten only by his enormously long legs, <laughs> which I swear he could jump across the Atlantic with one step and not get his socks wet at all. <laughs> My grandfather walked with me every day of one summer, my sixth summer alive, to the Middle Branch River, to the edge of a pier. Well, he walked to the edge of the pier. I walked to the beginning of the pier. And he turned toward me, this man with his enormously or large legs. Instead of bounding across the Atlantic, he turned and knelt down to see me at the beginning of the pier. And he reached out his enormously long arm. Yeah. Yes, he did. And he beckoned me day by day, every day, to come to the edge where the water and the pier met. I was terrified of the water. So he said, come, let's go to the water. And I said, absolutely not, with my six-year-old self. But every day, inch by inch, I took my whole self, even my fears, with me an inch closer an inch closer until the fears themselves melted into the river that walked out to the Chesapeake and shouted into the Atlantic. Any beauty that we encounter in this moment on this land is made of our ancestors. 
the rains that were before, yesterday's sun, Dakota Anishinaabe, the you that was yesterday. Any of the complication, the complexity, the theft on this land, any of the brokenness is made of us too. <laughs> yes. But our task, if we are wise, is to bring our whole selves, our fears and all, and cast our vision, our perspective in the direction of our ancestors who are reaching out with their dreams in their hands. And they want us to inch forward until our fears melt away and we are with them at the edge of the river that rushes with dreams. And as it goes into tomorrow and the fear melts, we might realize that our tears of joy and sorrow and the sweat of our work for freedom is made of the source of all life. From there, we go with joy. Let me say uh, that we are given the occasion from all of that sound in the corner to proclaim another universalist theology, which is that the sound of children in this room is a holy event. It is not to be squelched, it is not to be quieted, it is to be celebrated and honored. The least we could do is take off our spiritual shoes and realize that we were on holy ground. It is the sonic evidence of new life. And if there is to be joy today and something to talk about tomorrow, it will be because we knew that life was possible, it was even inventing itself right now. The wisdom of the United States Poet Laureate, Joy Harjo, in an unprecedented second term as Poet Laureate from the Muscogee Creek Nation, on the land that many of us know, yes, the land that many of us have come to know as Oklahoma. Joy Harjo writes in the beginning of this poem, that first gift of breathing opened your body, these lungs, this heart, gave ability, gave birth to the ability to interact with dreaming. You are a story fed by generations. You carry songs of grief triumph, thankfulness, and joy. Feel their power as they ascend. Ascend within you as you walk, run swiftly, even fly into infinite possibility. Whether you're here and move by roll, stroll, or a pole, whether you walk or whether you are destined to fly in this moment, let us go together.
into the dreams of our ancestors and the hopes of our future with joy. There was so much excitement watching the balloons find their way to the second level. Yes. 
just oh, the wow. feeling of community accomplishment, first of all. And second, they never do this. I'm a, I'm a great fan of, uh, of baseball. It has a lot, uh, a lot of resonance in my life with my grandfather, as a matter of fact. Oh. And, it, and what they never do is they never do a slow motion of the outfield when a, when a ball flies out and people go to catch it. And I saw it in slow motion as the balloon. Ah, yes! That is fantastic. <laughs> Should be every Sunday now, right, Glenn Thomas? <laughs> uh, so Glenn Thomas and I would love to tell a story for you. And um, it's a beautiful story called Where Are You From? And it's written by Mila Sayed Mendez. And the book has these beautiful illustrations by Jamie Kim. But we don't have the book today, so instead, I'm asking, will you be our illustrators? I will, at different points in the story, name a part of the earth. And along with Glenn Thomas, you're invited to use your hand or your arm or your body, whatever you can, to illustrate in the air the words from the story. Now make sure that your illustrations are your own drawings. Mm. Just because I draw this as a mountain, doesn't mean your mountain doesn't look like that. <laughs> Everyone, we should have hundreds of drawings by the end of this, it's gonna be great. Where are you from, they ask. Is your mom from here? Is your dad from there, they ask. I'm from here, from today. Same as everyone else, I insist. No, where are you really from? I ask Abuelo because he knows everything. And like me, he looks like he doesn't belong. Where am I from? Abuelo thinks. His eyes squint like he's looking inside his heart for an answer. You come from the Pampas, the open free land. You are from the Gaucho, brave and strong from the brown river that cleanses and feeds the land, that gives us the grain for our bread, the milk from the cows. You're from the mountains, so high they tickle Senor Cielo's belly, where a condor roosts his family and the jaguar prowls the night. But you're also from the warm blue oceans that the copper warriors tried to tame, and the elegant palm trees that stretch their fingers to caress. 
You're from hurricanes and dark storms. And a tiny singing frog that calls the island people home when the sun goes to sleep. From this land, where our ancestors built a home for all, even when they were in chains because of the color of their skin. You're from the grandmothers who search for their grandchildren, waiting, always waiting in a plaza, their white handkerchiefs wrapping the sorrow of their thoughts. You come from the sunshine that lights our path in this world and the rain that washes away our mistakes. But Abuelo, I ask, where am I really from? Abuelo laughs. You want a place? You're from here. He points to his heart. From my love and the love of all those before us. From those who dreamed of you because of a song sung under the Southern Cross or the words in a book written under the light of the North Star. You? You are from all of us. I am. The end. So much energy, so much joy. This morning I wondered if anyone would come. <laughs> I'm so glad to see you all. I'm so glad to be together online, throughout the building, here in the sanctuary. Here we are, our community of communities in many locations and yet held together, held together. It is so good to be here. So as we prepare ourselves for a time of communal meditation and prayer, I invite you to make yourself comfortable in your bodies as best you are able. For me, I am feeling my feet on the floor. I am literally shaking out. And I invite you, if it is, comfortable for you into three intentional breaths as this community in so many places. Let's breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and out. And at your own pace, one more breath in 
and out. We allow the words of the poet Joy Harjo from her poem, Prepare, to wash over us this morning. That first earth gift of breathing opened your body. These lungs, this heart, gave birth to the ability to interact with dreaming. You are a story fed by generations. You carry songs of grief, triumph, thankfulness, and joy. Feel their power as they ascend within you. As you walk, run swiftly, even fly into infinite possibility. Let go that which burdens you. Let go any acts of unkindness or brutality from or against you. Let go that which has burdened your family, your community, your nation, or disturbed your soul. Let go one breath into another. May this be a place where we can let go one breath into another. Lay down that which burdens us, find relief. May we allow the possibility of letting go the unkindness, the brutality, the worry or fear that flows from or against us. May we name and release that which burdens our family, our community, our nation. And let us do this together, holding it all as we do, helping each other. Let us hold quietly in our minds or speak out loud or type into the chat that which is burdening you, that which you wish to let go of or to be held in community.
from this place of naming and letting go, we hear the lessons of the poet. That first earth gift of breathing opened your body. These lungs, this heart gave birth to the ability to interact with dreaming. You are a story fed by generations. You carry songs of grief, triumph, thankfulness, and joy. Feel their power as they ascend within you. As you walk, run swiftly, even fly into infinite possibility. Let go that which burdens you. Let go any acts of unkindness or brutality from or against you. Let go that which has burdened your family, your community, your nation, or disturbed your soul. Let go one breath into another. Pray thankfulness for this earth we are, for this becoming we are, for this sunlight touching skin we are, for the cooling of the dark we are. With the grip of our burdens loosened, let us pray thankfulness and name gratitude for this earth we are, for this becoming we are, for this sunlight touching skin we are, for the cooling of the dark we are. Let us share out loud in the chat, quietly in our hearts, naming the gratitudes that are there. With gratitude for all of this and so much more, we hear the words of the poet. Pray thankfulness for this earth we are, for this becoming we are, for this sunlight touching skin we are, for the cooling of the dark we are. Listen now as earth sheds her skin. Listen as the generations move one against the other to make power. We are bringing in a new story we will be accompanied by ancient songs and will celebrate together. Breathe this new dawn. Assist it as it opens its mouth to breathe. May it be so. Amen. Oh, mm -hmm.
When my wife, Loretta, and I decided that we were going to be parents, I did something very predictable for me. I read everything I could get my hands on, and I mean everything. Everything about how babies are made, though I knew some things. I read everything possible about childbirth and labor and about caring for infants, and I wanted to be very, very prepared for the whole situation as best as possible, not knowing at all the chaos that is parenting or caring for little ones. And along the way, I came across the work of the midwife Ina May Gaskin. Has anybody else read any of her stuff or know her stuff? So, you know, revolutionary ideas here in the Western world. Your body knows something about this. Your body knows something about what it is to give birth if, if you are the birthing parent. And if you listen and trust it, it will be a reliable guide. Now, I honestly didn't know this at the beginning of this reading, that the body, to be reminded, right, that bodies have been doing this for all of time, actually, and that they are wise and that they know something about the processes they're going to go through, whether it's being born or dying. Our bodies know how to do this. Just as you'll hear me say in memorial services, we know how to love and how to grieve. Something in us knows how to do these things. The body is a reliable guide. Now, as I went through my reading, I came upon something else that was critically important to me. And it was learning that infants, small ones, rely upon the heartbeat, the breath, the temperature of the people that are caring for them to regulate their own. That it is important to be close to others because that new life force needs to regulate its heartbeat and its breathing and its temperature on others, with others. Now, there are fancy words for this and co-regulation is one of them. This ability we have to sense how it is for another and to bring our own rhythms into concert, into alignment with each other. Now, you probably felt this already this morning. Maybe you too came in feeling a little worried or apprehensive, wondering if we would really be able to feel a brand new day together when things are still so much the same, so much a time of uncertainty. And somehow, at least for me, when the music started and the choir began to sing, I couldn't help but feel my spirits rise. Or as Glenn Thomas said, that saying good morning as a profession of faith and hearing it back from you helped lift my spirits too. It's one of the things that being in community does for us. It allows us to come into rhythm with each other. So back to this idea about babies, little ones, regulating themselves based on their adults or their others, caregivers, heartbeat, temperature, breathing. This is true not just for infants, but for adults. 
It is true for all of us. And I believe it's also true, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually too. We come into rhythm with each other. It matters who we are surrounded by and who we are there in support of. We help support and steady each other. Now, psychologically, you probably have felt this through the course of the pandemic or other times in your life, the way that fear in someone else can start to ratchet up the fear in ourselves, the way that anxiety in another can ratchet up anxiety in us. It's contagious, literally. I've seen this in my house as one person is feeling really anxious and then I swear, then the dog is really anxious and then the other dog is really anxious and then I'm really anxious and oh. And the need for the collective breath and coming back into a rhythm that is more soothing for us is there. It happens too in the ways of ease and calm. Maybe you felt it during our time of meditation and prayer together when we all kind of slowed down, where our breathing came into concert all over the place, all over the world even. We slowed down and I could feel that depth and that rhythm together. This way that we come into rhythm with each other physically, psychologically, spiritually. Spiritually, it is why there is a church. <laughs> because it is easier, it is more powerful to live into our spiritual values together than it is on our own. When we are disconnected from each other, disconnected from community, disconnected from the line of our ancestors, it is easy to spin off and much harder to stay clear about who we are and what we are about. We are about a welcome so wide that no one is left out. We are about a love so big that it will not let any one of us go. We are about listening deeply to where love is calling us next, about welcoming and affirming and protecting the light in each and every human heart. We are about acting with courage and compassion and humility for justice. We are about ending oppression in all of its forms and creating communities of belonging and liberation and joy. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm not hearing that on the news. I am not hearing that at the gym. I am not hearing that in other communities necessarily. I'm hearing it here and I am being held in place, committed to my values, acting more and more in alignment with them every day because of each of you, because all of us are trying to do it together. Now, I believe that this way that we can come into rhythm with each other and support one another and be supported by each other this happens not just in the present moment, not just in physical space, it happens across space and time, it happens in our virtual community, and it happens as we can connect with our ancestors, with the poets, the musicians, the artists. We can connect across culture to these threads. I feel so often like when poetry comes to me or a song like Loosen Loosen that 
holds me in place. That it's as if a spider somewhere has thrown out a little bit of web and is catching me in it and holding me in with love and care. These tendrils, these threads, create a web that hold us together and keep us in rhythm. So the ancestors, the earth, the poets, the musicians, all of them help us to stay together, aligned with our values. So I want to share one more poem with you today. One more poem that perhaps can help us like the poet does, let go of what no longer serves us and hold close to what can heal us. So this is one example. You, of course, can and should write your own, but I offer this as one way to let go and let in new possibilities of support and care on our journey. The poem is A Theology for the Night by Nancy Schaefer. Not God as unmoved mover, one who set the earth in motion and withdrew. Not the one to thank when those cherished do not die, for providence includes equally power to harm. Not a God of exactings as if love could be earned or subtracted. But this, this may work in the night. Something that breathes with us as others sleep. Something that breathes also those sleeping so no one is alone. Something that is the beginning of love and also each part of how love is completed. Something so large, wherever we are, we are not separate, which teaches again the way to start over. Night is the test when grief lies uncovered and longing shows clear when nothing we do can hasten earth's turning or delay it. This may be adequate for the night, this holding, something that steadfastly breathes us, which we also are learning to breathe. To breathe, something that breathes us as we are learning to breathe. This is our work, to breathe, to breathe with each other, to know our inhale is the earth's exhale, to know ourselves connected across time and space and culture and place, to breathe one body, one big love to breathe. May we hold ourselves in rhythm. May we know ourselves in rhythm with each other, shored up by one another, past, present, and future, connected to this community in all the ways we can be. Let us put ourselves in the center. Let us find our place here and in other circles in our lives because it is when we are held in together, in the web, that we can live in the ways we are called to. 
So friends, if you are new today, please find your way to our first step class. You can do that over Zoom or you can meet up here after the service as a chance to get connected to this community. If you are new, we welcome you. If you have been here for some time, please find a way, if you haven't already, to get connected to a community within this community. A small group, an affinity group somewhere where you can know yourself and be known by others. Our work is to breathe. To breathe love for ourselves, for each other, for this good earth. May we be about this work. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We're a faith community committed to racial justice, and together we give, receive, and grow in the universalist spirit of love and hope. To learn more about who we are and our ministry, please visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.